G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Okay, so Jesus promised us an abundant life. And so often we're head down pedaling so hard that we lose sight of the big picture. If there is a heaven and a hell and an eternity go along with them, then the reality of heaven and hell is infinitely bigger than the reality of here and now. What about life then and there? up this week by taking a look at your eternal future from a different perspective. And do stick with me because very soon I'll be telling you about my latest life application booklet. It's called Dealing with Difficult People and I'd love to send you a free copy to help bring some healing into your more difficult relationships. Great to be with you again today on the program towards the end of yet another week. They tick by pretty quickly, don't they? You wake up and it's Monday morning, the whole week ahead, and before we know it, it's Friday again, heading into another weekend. It seems to me that the weeks are slipping by ever more quickly. You blink and they're gone, and before you know it, another year's gone. We're into the new year and pretty much we'll blink and this one will be gone too. It's like a video of a a merry-go-round that someone speeds up. Before you know it, the little merry-go-round's spinning round and round and round at a million miles an hour. And one day, often with little or no warning... Bang! This little merry-go-round, my life, your life, will stop. Dead. Literally. Life on this earth will come to an end. I was listening to an interview on the radio the other day of a woman who woke up next to her husband because the radio alarm was going off in the morning and he hadn't turned it off. Well, there was a reason for that. He died of a heart attack in the bed next to her during the night. Makes you squirm because in a lot of cultures, particularly Western cultures, we're not so good at talking about death and coping with death, even though death is very much part of life here on this earth. Gee, what's the matter with Bernie today, you might be thinking to yourself. He's going all morose on us. Well, not really. Over these last few days, we've been talking about the promise that Jesus made to give us an abundant life. John chapter 10, verse 10. The thief comes only to steal and kill And destroy. I came, said Jesus, that they might have life and have it abundantly. And when you look at it, that promise is a life and death promise, isn't it? The thief, the enemy, the devil comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But Jesus came that we might have life and have it abundantly. It's a contrast between the abundant life that Jesus wants to give us and the death that the devil is hell-bent on delivering at our doorstep. Life and death. We live our lives believing that we'll go on forever, that we'll never get sick, that we'll never die. Of course, the facts are that unless Jesus returns first, you and I are going to die. There's no denying that. But denying it is absolutely what we do. We we sweep death under the carpet as though it's never going to happen to us, always knowing deep inside somewhere, though, that it will. But trying to ignore that, that inconvenient truth... Life's for living, right? Who needs to think about dying? And and so we squeeze as much out of life as we possibly can 
even if it isn't all that satisfying, in the vain hope that we'll stave death off as long as we can. I used to be petrified of dying, absolutely petrified. I just couldn't fathom that that I'd have to let go of this life here on this earth one day, or at least that it would let go of me. And the thought of what, if anything, lay on the other side of death was just horrid. Either there was nothing and I'd lose everything with that last breath, or there was a God, and indeed a heaven and a hell, and I was in serious trouble in that department. So I just put my head down and just concentrated on the here and now, living life, squeezing everything out of it that I could, And no, it wasn't that satisfying. A decade and a half ago, something happened to change that, and it happened without me noticing it. A decade and a half ago, I gave my life to Jesus. I noticed that bit, but without me realising it, my fear of death evaporated overnight. I first realised that when I was flying in a plane in New Zealand, and it was an incredibly bumpy, rough flight, and in the middle of that was a terrible landing, and wait for it, Christchurch, I all of a sudden realised I wasn't gripping my seat anymore. I wasn't afraid. I'd lost my fear of dying. Have a listen to what the Apostle Paul writes on this subject. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 51. Listen, says Paul, I'll tell you a mystery. We will not all die, but we will all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable and we will be changed. For this perishable body must put on imperishability, and this mortal body must put on immortality. When this perishable body puts on imperishability, and this mortal body puts on immortality, then the saying that is written will be fulfilled. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved, be steadfast, immovable, always excelling in the work of the Lord, because you know that in the Lord your labour is not in vain. There it is, eternal life. The one thing we'd all hoped for, delivered by Jesus through his death on the cross and his resurrection. What? could be more abundant than that. I mean, it's great that we can have a rich and abundant life amidst all the trials of life here on earth. That's fabulous, and that's what we've been chatting about these last few days on the program. Fantastic. But the abundance, the overflow, goes beyond the grave forever and ever and ever and ever. And that knowledge, my friend, of an eternal life is supposed to make a difference, a huge difference, to how we live our lives here and now. Look at the last bit of that again. Therefore, my beloved, be steadfast, immovable, always excelling in the work of the Lord, because you know that in the Lord your labour is not in vain. In other words... Look, the knowledge of eternity is meant to impact our lives. It changes things. It gives us hope because at the end of this life, there is something worth having, something worth more than absolutely anything and everything that this world has to offer. And that something is eternal life. And yet we're all so busy, head down, pedaling hard through life, that we've completely lost sight of the finishing line. And that finishing line is something to look forward to. That finishing line is the best thing that can ever happen to us. Listen again to Paul. Philippians chapter 1, beginning at verse 21. He says, look, for me to live, well, living is Christ and dying is gain. If I am to live in the flesh, that means fruitful labor for me, and I do not know which I prefer. I am so hard-pressed between the two. My desire is to depart and to be with Christ, for that is far better. 
but to remain in the flesh is more necessary for you. Do you love that? Paul isn't afraid of death. He's not He's not going, oh man, one day I'm going to die. Paul is torn between this life and an eternity with Christ. Not just does he have eternal life foremost in his thinking, but he's literally torn between the two. You know what I think the Lord is saying to you and me as we're totally immersed in our respective here's and now's? He's saying, wake up. Something much better is coming. Again, Paul, Colossians chapter 3, verse 1. So if you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on the things that are above, not on the things that are on this earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed with him in glory. He's saying, wake up. Stop being so focused on the here and now. Look up. Set your mind on the things that are above. Live your life focused on eternity with an eternal perspective because that is going to add a richness and an abundance and an anticipation that's better than anything this world has to offer. Wake up. much everyone on earth has at least one or two difficult relationships, tense relationships. And let me tell you, God wants to bring healing and restoration to those relationships. That's why I'd love to send you a free copy of my latest life application booklet, Dealing with Difficult People. And with the questions at the end of each chapter, you'll be able to chew things over to apply God's word right into the realities of your life. Because His Word is alive and active. Amen? So I'm praying that God will speak His love into your most difficult relationships through this booklet. You can request your free copy right now. Just stop by at ChristianityWorks.com or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415 and we'll send it straight out to you in the post. Again, that's ChristianityWorks.com or 1-300-722-415. Hey, thank you so much for joining me. I'm Bernie Diamond, and I'll catch you again same time on Monday with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.